Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the brand new podcast, Investing Across Borders. I am your host, Lauren Cohen, and I teach people how to invest, live, work, and play across borders so that you can do business pretty much anywhere you want without obstacles or challenges in your path. I am here with truly one of my favorite people, Jay Facette, who runs JBology, the perfect mix of people, fun, and profits. Hopefully I said that right. His cup says the best ever. I'm sure his wife, his adoring wife got that for him. It Not says best only, dad ever, but it's sort of like it's faded off. I wonder ever. if that's a signal. Just blank. <laughs> best best fill in the blank ever. <laughs> Just fill in the blank with whatever word you want. So, and not only, not only does Jay teach people how to joint venture properly, and, and actually now I just remembered how we originally connected, and we'll talk about that, but Jay really teaches people how to join venture with enthusiasm, with passion, and with purpose. And the other thing that Jay teaches, and this is something I'm going to ask about just a tiny bit, is that he and his wife, Corey, are now teaching couples how to find, what is it, the, the power of the passion within? We, we call it the power between, but uh, you know the truth is we've ran couples weekends and retreats for uh, basically about 25 years, plus or minus, and then we stopped when Corey went home to raise uh, the boys, uh, and we're just coming back at it. But it's a completely different program than what we taught for decades, but we're really excited about it. So it's, yes, the power between. The fundamental premise is one of two things happens. The power between uh, the members of a couple either leverages and moves us up a vortex of support and brings us together and closer where we magnify one another's strengths, or we begin to uh, trigger one another and we go into a vortex that goes down. So the power between either lifts us or crushes us. And there's a specific dynamic and a model that that we're teaching that we have lived a multitude of times is not a made up theory, given that we uh, just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary and we courted for 10 years prior to that. So it's not our... That's a it, long time. It's 35 years together. Yes. You have to reinvent yourselves during that time. You have to, because otherwise, it, I know that you're very open about the fact that you've had your share of challenges and we're not here to have a marriage podcast, but the reality is I think every person, no matter who they are, what type of relationship you're in, you know, you have a relationship with your business and you have a relationship with yourself and you have a relationship with your family. And yep. each of those relationships, like Jay knows, I've had some share of my share of challenges with my son that being at home over COVID, it was awful. And mm -hmm. you're going to go through ups and downs, but that relationship between spouses, whatever those spouses may be, or partners, and we're using that term loosely because it can be any definition these days, right? Of course. You just don't of know. Course. But that is going to drive you in your business as well. Because if your personal relationship is strong and successful, your professional relationship and your business is going to be that much stronger because you're happy at home. So it just makes a big difference. So I think that's in a very important part and that you guys are teaching that is awesome. So just my hat's off to you as always. Thank you. Well, it's it's going to be fun. And, and honestly, it's been great for us. And it ties, you know, quite honestly, it ties directly into our conversation here in terms of what we're working on for the next stage of our life and our business of being able to, you know, uh, go where we want, how we want, when we want. Now that it has snowed in Calgary, we've been uh, searching for condos in Maui. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, that? 
I, I'm being somewhat facetious, but but it, it does provide a whole range, host of, of of options and opportunities that simply didn't exist prior to getting your support with getting those visas done. Well, thank you, and we'll talk a little about that. But let's backtrack for a minute to when okay. COVID started. So Jay is one of those people that has like truly turned COVID into an opportunity. He has turned this pandemic in the U.S. We won't even go down that road because we know how Jay feels about it and I'm in the same boat as you, but it's just had such an impact on so many business owners. And one of the things that I talk about all the time, and I'm so glad to be part of Jay's high-end group and you know, just be in his presence, is the fact that if you have strong joint venture affiliate relationships, your business is going to thrive. And I don't think anybody's business has thrived more in this time than your business. Is that true? Well, yes. And I mean, it came through a whole variety of pieces. I mean, we're, uh, you know, we, we have, and this is not, by the way, to poke anyone who's having a tough time, because I know COVID has been difficult, but the, the hashtag around our, our house has been hashtag best pandemic ever. No. Well, the only pandemic we've been in as well. But let's let's keep our fingers crossed about that. But it it really is. I believe that there is great truth that, and and I I acknowledge that I was probably better positioned than many people are in terms of if you happen to you know own a bricks and mortar store in a mall that suddenly is closed and doesn't have traffic. Obviously, right. your spot is a hell of a lot more challenging than what, what mine was, which is we do education and primarily led events in the United States that were live and in person. So it was like, we were, um, you know, we were also on the front lines of the damage, meaning that's like, I can't travel to the United States. Nobody's coming to a live event. This is how we make our living. So, so, you know, it, it wasn't a complete walk in the park, but I think because of our technological willingness and uh, adaptations, and those sorts of things, we sort of took a different approach. We, we relaxed and sort of worked on our relationship and our life and our world and our home and, you know, 12 million things that were, were sort of hanging out that I'd been too busy to do. We did that for about running. three months. You started running again? I started running be- between, between Corey and I, we've lost 60 pounds. Um, that, that actually Crazy. happened pretty damn quickly, but, but we really did say, it's like, look, so if this is what's going on, what is the best use of our time? How do we get reconnected to part of this power between? How do we take better care of ourselves? How do we clean up a bunch of, you know, what I'm going to call the deferred maintenance. I, mean, I know you're doing a bunch of real estate stuff. So deferred maintenance around our house. And, and so we just started directing our energy as best we could without uh, any big kerfuffles for about that first 90 days, thinking that it would last about 90 days. Right. Well, nobody <laughs> thought it would last this long. That's for sure. Exactly. And then after that, it was like, okay, well, if this is what it is, what do we do? So we uh, began readapting our live in-person events into online events. In fact, we've got another one coming up next week, which is Mastermind to Millions Live, our, uh, our program that really launched us in the digital space about nine years ago. And just decided we were going to work with what we've got yeah. and, and give it our best shot. And the truth is, this year is, even though we probably took three months off, you know, taking care of life and business and each other and all of those things, this this will be another pretty standard seven-figure year with taking three months off and dealing with COVID. So, all good. <laughs> you can't really complain about it. I mean, yeah. it's for, for and, and the beauty is that you were able to adapt. And unfortunately, it is true. Not everybody is able to. And, the you know, the first event, I remember, there were little glitches, but you had to expect that because you've never done an online event this way before. And it's very different. However, I see so many people embracing it now. 
It saves a lot of time, it saves a lot of money, saves a lot of headaches, and it allows more people to be in attendance. So when you recently did a hybrid because you did a live and online event in Banff, when you took your group of mainly, well, Canadians plus one, yeah, <laughs> Canadians yeah. plus one. I- a couple of a, a bunch of hardy Canadians and a hardy Florid, Floridian. <laughs> she's, she's not that hardy, but she likes Calgary somehow. So when they went up to Banff in this group, and I, I was like, like uh, wishing I could be there, but here I am in the U.S., not willing to do that quarantine. And it was awesome. I mean, you did things that you wouldn't have been able to do. You wouldn't, you know, like because it's a smaller group, and and you did some pretty amazing stuff. And I think that that's just. A testament to exactly how fortuitous and how um, how adaptable you are. So let's talk a little bit about where your business is going and why you decided to get a visa, which we just got what two weeks ago, I guess it is now. Something like that, and 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 actually, just so you know, because we we had uh, you know with COVID and those sorts of things, we we didn't we weren't paying as much attention as perhaps we should have. So we get there to do the visa piece, uh, which a few weeks ago, and they're they're getting ready to stamp, and getting everything done, and it's like they look at Jackson's and my youngest, and it's like his passport had expired, and I'm like, hit what? Hit what? <laughs> anyway, because right, you're not so, going anywhere, so yeah, we didn't exactly. think about it. So anyway, so that that one has just been sent. So it is all complete in our hands and, and finished. So yes, a couple of weeks ago. Well, so here, here's what happened for me is that back when our Mastermind to Millions brand you know, took off, and that's where we help coaches, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, position launch, lead their own mastermind groups, helps them to get leverage and- Can build you say that faster than that? Yeah, I can. It's where we- <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this, don't listen at 2x speed. I'll sound like the chipmunks. <laughs> so- so when that began to take off, it was like, we, we should do an event. And in my head, we were going to do it in Canada. And then um, as, as it became clear where most of our clients were, it was like, wait a second, this should be in the US. So we went and did a couple of, of what I would call joint venture projects uh, in the US in terms of not having to get a visa. So we had another organization sponsor it and do all those sorts of things. And I just went and spoke, so to speak. But that business we, and we didn't know how that was really going to turn out over the long haul. Now that that business was pretty exceptional. We went from zero, you know, the brand not existing, to about two point six million dollars in fourteen months. So that just sort of went poof, and we found ourselves going back and forth to the U.S. a heck of a lot more than we thought that we were going to. And um, so as that whole thing unfolded, um, I got pretty used to going back and forth. I got to to be pretty good friends with uh, the customs folks here in Calgary. It's like, hey, how you doing? Um, but it was it became clear that as my business evolved, as we did more digital work, um, as we it, it created an entirely new brand called JVology, the perfect mix of people, fun, and profit, that that this going back and forth thing was going to continue on. And you know, frankly, we want to do it right, and we wanted to figure out how to do it right, and what was the best way to do it right. And uh, Lauren, I told you this a, a couple times that back when I had a partner, a dear friend of mine, Joshua. Uh, uh, helped me build Mastermind Millions um, together. Um, he has dual citizenship in terms of going back and forth. And when we were trying to set up the corporate structures and the trusts and the the relationship we, with with two of us, it just was so freaking complex. And even though we went down the road a couple, maybe two, three times trying to figure it out, we, we ended up always hitting this roadblock where I was like, well, that doesn't work because of X, whatever the hell X was. Sometimes it was um, the ownership of the trust. I'm like, it, it was complex. 
And then I, I think I was speaking in Colombia, and I, this is—I don't know exactly when we first first met, but I do know that I was that in. Is the, when it was on your way to Colombia. Yeah, I, I was sitting in a restaurant bar in Colombia eating Colombian sushi, which is a whole different conversation. Wait, uh, when you and I had our first conversation, and it was just like we have to get this done. We just whatever the hell it's going to take, uh, whatever those roadblocks have been in the past, we just need it handled. And uh, you know. I don't know what the time frame was and all those sorts of things. Cause I, I know there was a bunch of paperwork and details that you needed for me and paperwork and details are not my thing at all. But by the time we got the whole wheels on the bus, you know, this just gives us the freedom to do in North America, fundamentally what we want, where we want, how we want on what terms that we want without any consideration. And I can bring the family. Uh, we don't have to worry about any of those pieces. We don't have to count days. If we wanted to set up a secondary, uh, a secondary home or, or home base in terms of doing work in the U.S., that's a possibility as well. In Maui. In Cabo, no, Cabo's not in the U.S. In Maui or in Arizona or in San Diego or wherever you want. Yep. Yeah, I think Corey's probably in the living room right now searching, uh, looking for condos in Maui. She is. I was honest. talking to her earlier. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so it really... Um, you know, from a perspective of a, I, I'll call it an international entrepreneur. That sounds a little bit weird, uh, but from the perspective of an international entrepreneur, those foundational pieces just have to be done. And honest to goodness, it took us too long to, to get it done. It was not for lack of trying, but we just couldn't couldn't get it through until working with you, quite frankly. Well, and there were some you. changes on our end, like we we changed that partnership arrangement. We did a, like a whole bunch of things evolved in that time frame, but. Uh, but honest to goodness, it, it was not, uh, it wasn't that we were ignoring it. No. Uh, it was that we were trying to get the, get, get the damn thing done properly. Well, I think the other thing is, Jay, you know, especially for, for me, with my clients, it's not just a client. When I met you, it was an immediate, like, brother-sister kind of thing. Where we yes, had this we got on well. On so many levels, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's that trust factor for me with especially my Canadian clients for obvious reasons, but mm -hmm. you know, you, there's a, they're working with sometimes, and I, I'm saying this in a public forum, but working with Americans for Canadians is sometimes not an easy thing because there is a trust factor or a lack mm -hmm. thereof, or a presumption of what are you up? What are you up to? What, what are you looking? What's your ulterior motive? Whereas mm -hmm. from with me, I think that you knew that my ulterior motive was the same as yours, which was getting yeah. you through that process. And um, and I I don't take on a million clients because I can't give them the attention that I need to give. Like the you know like knowing every step of the way exactly what's going on. You can't do that for a hundred clients or fifty clients. Mm -hmm. You can only do it for a certain number. And. And that's why I'm very selective about the clients I work with. And it, it really, like, I did not sleep that weekend before you went for your interview. I was more stressed <laughs> than you. And I was like, oh, my God, when is the interview? When is it? And I thought it was Monday. And then Monday, I, I said, so how'd it go? It goes tomorrow. I go, another day. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? So, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just such a pleasure to be able to help you to, to create that base from which you're going to springboard to the world because unfortunately unfortunately canada is seldom going to be provide that for you it just doesn't you don't numbers have the aren't there yeah it doesn't have the prowess even during this disastrous election it's challenging and so as it's i just wanted to kind of say clarify the fact that it it's normal to go through what jay went through of trying to figure out what the heck am i doing and how am I doing it? Well, and even, you know, just on, on that note, 
I, I think some people are more sort of in touch with their worry than others, right? So, so for me, like I wasn't all that worried about the the interview. Like I was, I was excited and a little um, edgy would be the best way I would put it. But I tell you what, when when we left and it was done. I felt like 10,000 pounds had been lifted off my shoulders. But you, you want to hear one, one funny little thing? Yeah. So I, I created more reports about U.S. because uh, we, we had that preparation uh, call. So I created reports about our U.S. sales and U.S. customers did all those sorts of things. And, and, and we get there and the lady's going through all. And she asked me a couple of sort of what seemed like almost unrelated questions. And then she says to me, so... Uh, this Canadian company that uh, you know apparently you've had for a while. It's like so, you know, can you get, show me some uh, financials or some something out of that? And it's like that corporation is thirty years old. I could bring you truckloads of it, but I wasn't asked to. I didn't. I like like, to bring. <laughs> like what? Like ask me anything. I will tell you whatever the hell you want. But it's like we didn't bring that. We were. I didn't asked study to. that part of the book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, but it's been it's for thirty freaking years. Like. What? <laughs> anyway, so we, we went through that back and forth. And said, I'm sorry. Like, I seriously, we, I, I could have. And uh, at the end, it was like, it's all good, whatever. But I, I did think that it was funny as hell. It's like the one question and, and the one that I had all the data for, right? Like that was all handy. He was like, well, we didn't bring that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that first time when Krista came to Calgary and we did all that prep so that she would, because it was an essential, yep. tra- essential travel. And we did yep. all that prep and had her ready to go. And then she was like, okay, here, just take your, even look at us it. your phone number. And we, you know, so it, 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 there's no, there's no such thing as over preparation. I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately, or fortunately, you cannot control these customs and border people. You were prepared. And we, I knew like you were going to nail it no matter what, because that's what you do. You're just, you're, you know, you say you were edgy. You weren't nervous because you're not a nervous person. Like you're not, what do you have to be nervous about? Yeah. yeah, I was nervous. nervous. <laughs> I was nervous for you. Okay. So, but, but, but Jay, tell us a little bit about like why you feel and felt and what you're doing next that the U.S. is the best place to be able to do that from. Like, why is it so important for you to have that visa? Well, you know, I, in, in the simplest answer is that in a shocking and surprising way, if we're doing uh, in the online digital marketing world, the vast majority of that population currently exists in the United States. It will particularly well if you're English. If you're English speaking, that's it. The Europeans aren't as um, no. Uh, let's call it click happy or buy happy in terms of okay. digital marketing and all of those pieces. Uh, the Australians are a little bit more like the Canadians. Uh, number one, there's not as much uh, as many of them, and we're right. a little bit more on the cautious side. So for us, it was just very simple. It's like I decided, you know, probably ten years ago, I was going to learn this thing called digital marketing, and uh, most of the digital marketing gurus, the people that I hired to learn from, uh, lived in the U.S. So that was a bunch of trips going that way. But when the dust settles and we actually mastered what it takes to create and generate a sale online, when we get looking at it, it's like 92, 93% of all of our purchasers are from the United States. And then the other, you know, seven or 8% is, is actually divided. Half of it's Canadians. And then really? the other half is scattered all over the world. Wow. So it's just as simple as this, is that if we're going to serve our clients in a more meaningful manner, if we're going to be able to provide events, community, all of those pieces, that's an imperative piece. And, and as you know, we are building a, uh, we're building the world's first joint venture matching platform driven by artificial intelligence. And um, that we were just approved for the scientific research and development grant of Canada, which means- Oh, that awesome. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of rubber stamp that says this doesn't exist anywhere on planet Earth and the government of Canada will give a tax incentive to build the thing out because we they think it'll do something great for the for Canada and the world. Sure. So so we're about to to embark upon that piece. But again, that that program or that that platform is a SaaS platform. I mean, software as a service, people are going to be buying it on a monthly basis. And what we can tell, again, going back to population and people utilizing digital tools and all those sorts of things, the lion's share of our clients in that process are, again, going to be Americans. So it just makes perfect 100% sense that if, if we're serving primarily an American audience and our a significant portion of our income is coming from the United States, then we have to have all of the T's crossed and the I's dotted mm -hmm. to make sure that we can go back and forth and do what we want, when we want, how we want to build and serve those businesses. And of course, you know, obviously in terms of the visa piece, and of course, contribute to the, to the American economy, of course, hire Americans in terms of our, our staff and our team, do all of the pieces that just make sense to make serving our, our American customers easier, smoother, and more joyful. I mean, it makes sense. And that's why you got the visa, because that's the story. And well, the reality it, it, is, you, you, you know, you're, when people ask to me, ask me, who is your ideal client? I say, Jay, why? Because truthfully, in, it, it, there's two types of clients that I work with. One is the client that's setting up a business here and wants to move here and create a life here and send their kids to school here. That's the typical client that most immigration lawyers in the U.S. work with. Jay is not that client because Jay is not moving here. And that's okay. His kids play hockey. He likes the snow somehow. <laughs> somehow. I don't know how. I'm a Canadian and I don't, I mean, I like it on the ground, but I don't like it when the car and the boots and the shoveling. and It's know. a make work project. Let's be clear. <laughs> And, and we trade the make work project for happy kids at hockey. Right. <laughs> happy kids at hockey. And I, I don't have a happy kid at hockey. I thank God have a happy kid at baseball. And it's yeah. funny because when he was born, you know, being a Canadian American is born in America, but he's a Canadian mom and he's Canadian citizenship. What do they say in Canada whenever a boy is born? Oh, he's going to be a hockey player. I didn't hear that from anybody in America. What they say? <laughs> oh, he's going to be a football player. I don't even know football. But the point is that Jay is not moving here. However, the, the goal of getting that visa is the freedom, the yeah. flexibility, the ability to go back and forth, transverse borders without the challenges so that he can truly live and work anywhere he wants, play anywhere he wants, invest anywhere he wants. We could do it. We, you know, we can set up real estate investing, whatever. And you don't need to have to move or even want to move. Now, there are some people that want to, and there are some people that need to. In Jay's case, he just is running a business across borders. So it made perfect sense. And that's the beautiful thing is that Jay is that perfect client who knows what he's doing. You know, he may not love paperwork, but he knows the business and he had everything that we needed to show the story. And so thank you for being my number one favorite client. And uh, I'm, I'm getting some new ones now that are going to give you a run for your money. Just, just Good. I, I am glad to hear that. You, you know, one of the things that I, I think we should talk about here just while we're on this note, because I've talked to, you know, some friends and associates of mine who are Canadian who are going back and forth. And and, uh, and it's just another part of the answer to the question you'd ask about why do it and, and all those pieces. And sometimes they're a little rattled by the the price of it. It's like, well, that seems like a lot of money. And it's like, well, it's, it's not an insubstantial amount of money. Let's make let's make no mistake about it. But you know what? If you're making more than $100,000 from your American clients and 
if your travel going back and forth that to service those clients is necessary to earn that hundred thousand dollars, and and for us obviously we're like you know closer to a couple million uh, in that process, but even that hundred thousand dollars, if you have to go back and forth to do that, then you need a visa. Yeah. And that amount of money is a small amount of money, particularly amortized over five years. And it's a freaking joke right. Right. compared to what we're talking about for uh, the capacity to number one service clients you already have and to grow and to scale the business in, you know, the largest consumer marketplace in North America. Like that just, it just mind. makes sense. Um, and I think people are sometimes a little short sighted about what that investment actually is, oh, is uh, anyway. So I, I just, to me, one of the pieces, if you're sitting there saying, I wonder if I should do this. Yeah. My, my quick, you know, how I've been talking to people about it is like, do you have more than a hundred thousand dollars a year in, in American sales? Yes. Do you need to go and talk to those folks on a regular basis? Yes. Then you need a visa. Is this that simple? So do it properly or, you know, in, in the climate that's coming, that's going to get more and more complex and it is going to not be pleasant. And it, and you know, how many years of $100,000 of income would you like to lose? Like, and, and on top of that, not just lose, but face not even being able to come into the country if you don't have the right papers in place. And that's a big challenge, too. As you're saying this, then one of the things that, I, that I've discussed with some of our colleagues, mainly in Canada, is the differential or the, the um, I guess the conflict between price versus value, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, everybody... Just like with joint ventures, you can find a cheap way to go or you can find the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with lawyers and the same with consultants, the same with coaches, speakers, authors, experts, entrepreneurs, all the people that JVology serves and masterminds millions. But the point is that what, what I do, and I think the reason that it worked for Jay is because Jay is busy. He is very busy. I had to go around some circles to get him on this podcast today. He didn't even know that he was being interviewed. He thought he was coaching me. And I said, well, are you ready for the podcast? And he's like, what? Because I had to kind of go through some hoops with his wife and his. I, I had to go fix my hair. He had for to this. fix his hair. You know? <laughs> but, but the point is that like he's busy and he doesn't have time to deal with which lawyer should I hire? How should I set up the entity? Where should I set up the entity? What's my business plan going to look like? How do I do this? You know, yes, at the end of the day, everybody's going to have to pull together their own documents. I can't do that for you. But everything else I'm going to do for you so you don't have to think and you don't have to be stressed. And if you are stressed, I'm going to look after that stress because that's the thing that I bring to the table. And that's why, as I say, I can't have 100 clients because I would never sleep, literally. And and the other thing to just to add to that as well is that Sometimes when all of the documents come together, as happened for me, is the visa that we thought we were going to be going for, it was yeah. like, wait a second, there's a more direct route here. There's a, a far easier path. And uh, I just had to be one of, the, uh, I think, uh, an uncommon group of people that just qualified for that much more direct path, given how our process unfolded. But I think that's the other thing as well, is just to, to be with somebody who has enough expertise. Because at first glance, it was like, oh, well, I guess we should do this. And as we get looking closer, it's like, that's not necessary at all. And that probably saved me. No, I spend that money anyway, but it probably saved me in terms of having to prove and chase down all the rest of it, a um, $100,000, $150,000 investment into the US I would think um, so. by, by going through that, the alternative approach that we discovered half, you know, I don't know, halfway down, maybe uh, 20% down the road. 20%, I would say, yeah. yeah. I remember I was at a baseball game, as it turns out. So I'll, I'll just share briefly and then I'll probably let you go. But the, 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 what, what, what Jay is referencing is the E2 versus the E1 visa. The E2 is a treaty investor visa. The E1 is a treaty trader visa. 
Jay and we originally thought we were going to apply for a treaty investor visa because obviously he's well invested in the U.S. and in business here. But the reality is that without bricks and mortar and without a, without actually running the business here, it's sometimes a little more challenging to prove your investment. And that's why he was saying there may have I may have had to invest another hundred, hundred fifty thousand U.S., not Canadian. Just clarifying. Mm-hmm. So we did the E1 visa because Jay's business is really trading back and forth with his Canadian business and other Canadian entities that he is participating with. And so there was an opportunity to show the substantial trade in goods and or services with your home country, which is Canada. And that's the visa that we chose because it made a lot more sense. He already had invoices to prove that this trade was going on and they're going to be ongoing. So it's an easy threshold to meet for him. But, you know, it's also a great visa for somebody that's not planning to, to live in the U.S. So and I call it in my book, the forgotten visa, because not a lot of people even look at that visa as an option. They all, everybody's always like, oh, how much did you invest? And, you know, it's just the common thing is to go for the E2, but the E1 is available. So, Jay, tell everybody how to find you, how to join your amazing, amazing group, how to participate with you as a coach, because I will tell you that Jay has changed the way that I think about my business, despite me helping him with his visa. He has helped me in so many ways, and I'm so grateful. So please share your info with everybody. Well, I think uh, perhaps the easiest way uh, to find uh, me and what we're up to is our core website, which is jviology.com. And that uh, will split you off into a variety of things that we have going on uh, in the world. If you, uh, if you want to try and chase me down on Facebook, I'm not very difficult to find there as well. Yeah. And it's just Jay Fazette. And um, if you're interested in anything in the realm of joint ventures, uh, digital marketing, face-to-face hard-to-hard communities that actually really help people to you know secure a steady stream of perfectly qualified leads for free and recurring passive income from serving your clients better with joint venture partners, that's our wheelhouse. We do that exceptionally well. They really do. It's a great, it's a great community to be part of. I'm very proud to be a part of it. I'm very proud to have been able to have an impact on the business and on you and your family. And uh, I'm looking forward to being in Cabo and masterminding with all of the other JVology folk. Then do you want to just share quickly about that, the Cabo event in February? Sure. And by the way, we are so freaking excited to be in Cabo in February because we have six inches of snow in Calgary uh, in November. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that event is what we call sort of the, the top tier of our community, which is these are folks that are experienced in uh, digital marketing and JVs. We come together. It's a very casual event. It's two and a half days where each person uh, basically does a JV invitation, does masterminding, uh, gives a gift of generosity to everyone in in the room. And quite literally, people leave uh, doing six-figure deals, seven-figure deals. Like It is stunning. So we are going uh, February 21st to the 28th. So it's a one-week time at a beautiful uh, adult-only resort because we have the assumption that if you have kids... Uh, and you've been homeschooling, you probably would like to have a day a or two without them. Yes. <laughs> it's just a while. Whether, yes. whether you're homeschooling or not, you still want a break. <laughs> that could be true. Yes. So that's coming up. And we have a, we have a really high caliber group of people that are uh, traveling there that I am so, so, so excited about. So um, yeah, if, if anyone's interested, that the site for that is jvologysummit.com. And uh, we are going to be hanging out in Cabo for a week, having a fabulous time and all things going well in terms of the little latest COVID crackdown. My assumption is that we'll have a little COVID crackdown. We'll get back to normal. And the good news is both Canadians and Americans can scoot off to Mexico, at least with what Mexico's current standards are is good. And I think the only thing to say to that is that 
if for some reason, if you wanted to play with that, and if for some reason you can't do it, basically everything is refundable. So you don't have to worry about your hotel or the flights or all those sorts of things. They'll, if, if, if it gets locked down and you'll get uh, your money back for all those pieces, and then we'll do a summit in a different way in a different time in a different place. Hey, if somebody wanted to be a part of that, they would mm-hmm. have to qualify. You're not just letting everybody in. So they'd have Precisely. to go through a process, right? Yeah. There's an application that just makes sure that they're at the level that we need them. And, um, and I'll, I do a personal interview with uh, each and every one of them, make sure that we're all in the same spot and, and away we go. Awesome. Well, Jay, it's a pleasure as always. And I thank you. I'm so glad that I could scam some time in your calendar. I need to, <laughs> I actually have another time scheduled for that legal discussion we need to have. So I look forward to that. You have a great weekend and uh, stay warm. <laughs> Sorry. I shall. You too. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.